In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome into the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Ben George. They're Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky, Retirement Income Planning Specialist over at Pathfinder Wealth Management. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk all about life insurance and the reasons why you should get life insurance. So it doesn't always get the best rap. There's you know, some pros and cons for everything, but we want to talk about the pros. We'll take a positive approach to life insurance today and take you through some of the reasons why it might benefit you in your planning process. Barbara and Phil, welcome in. How's it going? It's going well, Ben. We're uh, just about into our planting season now. And so getting the tractor all warmed up, ready to go, dusting off the discs. And uh, so we'll be in the fields here pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Warmer, warmer weather. We're outside more. <laughs> yep. This is going to be the year for the the big buck. I can feel it. It is. I'm putting out some special clover <laughs> this year and uh, it's it's got some magic formula in there to bring in Mr. Big. I love All it. Right. I love it. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get another farm update, I'm sure, on a future episode. But yes, sir. what I wanted to jump in today before we uh, hop into our main conversation on life insurance is I want to quickly update people on the SECURE Act uh, 2.0. I know we SECURE Act came out, it seems like uh, a lifetime ago now with everything that's happened since it was released. Mm. I think it was the beginning of 2020, and then we know yeah. how the rest of that year progressed. But they've had some updates and some changes to it. So can you update kind of where we are and, and maybe what, what y'all are paying attention to right now? Sure. Yeah, the House recently approved uh, the Secure uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act, otherwise known as Secure, the Secure Act uh, back in 2019. Well, now the House has just recently approved uh, Secure 2.0, and actually they did something that was really, I think, to the advantage of of uh, the uh, average American citizen out there. There's a few things that are really significant about this bill that we need to uh, uh, basically tell the people about. Uh, one of the biggest things that it did was it went ahead and it proposes to push back the required minimum distribution for IRAs and pension plans from age 72 to age 75. Now, that uh, can be a big advantage to a lot of people because they don't have to take their income out or they don't have to take their required minimum distribution out. They can let that sit there for a few more years, uh, keep their taxes low, mm-hmm. maybe even do some Roth conversions in the meantime. That's a big, uh, a big plus, a big win for the average investor out there. The other thing is that it automatically enrolls workers in a retirement program as soon as they are employed. And that really is significant from the standpoint, it gets people to start investing early in their retirement. It's going to be part of the enrollment package or part of the employment package now. It doesn't say that they have to uh, commit a certain percentage to the plan, but they have to be enrolled. Mm-hmm. The other thing it talks about is that uh, this will be a good thing for the part-time worker as well. They'll be able to put money aside into a 401k. There's also a catch-up provision, too, for people that are between the ages of 62 and 64. That goes from $6,500 annually to $10,000. So for those people that are nearing retirement that haven't really saved adequately, they can go ahead and boost up the amount of contribution that they can make. But here's the biggest part that I see. Now, it allows employers to make contributions to their employees' retirement plans to match the employee's student loan payments. That's huge. That is a huge, huge mm-hmm. opportunity because, you know, the biggest reason why people don't save in their 401ks, Barb, is because they're paying back these huge loans, right? right. Mm-hmm. So if the employer now, and this is 
uh, optional on the part of the employer. But if the employer really wants to attract good people and retain those good people, they could provide incentive by saying, hey, look, we'll help you to, uh, we'll replace that money that you're paying your, uh, through your loans back to your, your provider. We'll go ahead and, and match that to your 401k plan. Huge, huge advantage for that. That's employee a great opportunity. And employer, both. Yes. Yeah. So we hope that it passes. It's going to go to the Senate and, you know, they have to tinker with it as well, but we're hoping that it, it stays pretty much intact. Now, we don't know all the other details that are in this. There's 139 pages in this particular bill. So we'll see what happens. But from what we see, it looks very positive. Yeah. I like the, I like the Roth option to where, you know, we're bumping up against time when people reach the age of 72 and required distributions come mm-hmm. out. So, you know, it gives us a few more years with our clients. Yes. Yeah, that's great. It's great information. So if you have any questions about that, if you want to learn more about it, uh, feel free to set up a meeting with Barbara and Phil. You can do so by visiting pathfinderchat.com and you can pick a time on their schedule that works for you. So to keep an eye on, there's a lot happening around the world, but just some, one more thing to, that affects planning that you want to kind of keep a close eye on and track its progress. All right, let's talk life insurance now. This is what we want to discuss today on the podcast. And it might not be the most exciting topic. You hear life insurance and you might you know, think you may, maybe I'll get a nap in, but no, we're going to have some fun with it today. And we're going to take a positive outlook <laughs> because there's enough negativity in the world right now. So let's Absolutely. take a positive yeah. spin on this today and, and, and not necessarily t- tell you why you, sh- you have to get it or you should get it, but at least why you should at least be considering it um, as part of your, your portfolio. So, um, and again, a lot of it is because, you know, when people have their kids leave their house, they think, okay, insurance maybe isn't necessary anymore. So there are other mm-hmm. reasons why you want to po- possibly have this as part of your plan. All right. So we've got a few reasons we want to go through today. Let's start with uh, estate liquidity. Yeah, I know, Benny, we have talked before about life insurance needs when you retire. You know, the questions are, you know, is it necessary? Do I keep my old policies? Mortgages paid? You know, so basic needs when raising a family, you know, may you may not need anymore. But on this podcast, Phil and I are going to talk about advanced estate planning needs. And we're going to mention four of those. So the first one, uh, estate liquidity, Families with large estates, well, the settlement costs can be significant, requiring the family to sell assets, including any real estate. Around here, we have a number of families that have farm properties. Um, A family business, if you want to keep that going, uh, the tax-free proceeds can be used to offset costs, which may include estate taxes. And speaking of businesses, you can also use life insurance as a source of capital when a key person or a partner dies, and then that life insurance can provide liquidity during the transition period. But all of these types of policies that we're going to talk about would usually be set up in an irrevocable trust, which keeps the proceeds out of the estate, so not to add to the estate value. Yes, Barb, and I'll tell you what, most people are not really thinking about federal estate taxes because the exemption is over $12 million now per person, so it's $24 million per couple. But what they don't realize is that there's also in most states something called a state inheritance or a state estate tax. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, it's $4 million. And we were talking to a couple here recently who had a farm estate worth about six or more. And so they were not aware of the fact that there is going to be a state tax once uh, somebody passes away in the family that's going to be due to the state of Illinois for uh, that excess of $2 million. Yep, you bet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they've got to do some planning now. Exactly. Yes. So that's the first one. You got four on a list. What's number two? Yeah. The next one is transferring family wealth, Ben. And over the years, we've used life insurance very effectively to equalize the value of an estate for the heirs. Now, here's a, a true example. This actually is something we worked on years ago. We set up an estate wealth transfer plan for a farm family. The parents had four children. 
uh, three of which uh, had no desire to live on the farm. They lived out of state in different parts of the country. Uh, they would be happy to get the income from the farm, but they didn't actually want to work on the farm, right? Now, there was the fourth child that uh, grew up on the farm. They're working the farm with his parents, and he expressed a desire to own it one day when his parents passed. So what we did is we did some creative thinking and worked with an attorney and a special life insurance plan called a last to die or a second to die plan was purchased on the lives of the parents. Now, this policy would pay a death benefit at the death of the second of them to die, thereby reducing the premium. So it wasn't a double premium because it, both people weren't insured. It was just one of the two parents who were to carry the life insurance benefit. So each year, the parents would gift an amount equal to the premium to a special trust that was set up by the attorney. And this uh, premium was used to offset the cost of the life insurance policy. Well, after 20 years, believe it or not, 20 years later, we're still working with this family. The second parent did pass away, and the life insurance benefit was paid to the trust. And this created a cash estate, an immediate state for the farmer heir to purchase his, sibling, his sibling's share of the farm. So he is able to pass along to his, his siblings their portion of, of sure. the farm in cash. Isn't that convenient, right? Well, had this plan using life insurance and trust not been in place, uh, the heirs would have, out of necessity, sold that farm. There's just no way that the uh, son could have afforded to buy the, the farm from his, his siblings. So the family got back many times what the premium mm -hmm. was in that particular policy, <laughs> over that through the life insurance benefit. It was a very efficient plan. Uh, it worked very, very effectively. And uh, most people are not even aware that it's that it's out there. Tax-free. Tax-free money. Yeah, I think about large IRAs, especially with the stretch IRA being reduced to a 10-year payout now. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a number of clients that are generous and they want their kids to have tax-free well. So the kids could use the life insurance proceeds to either pay the tax on the IRAs or they could invest the proceeds and stick with a 10-year payout on that IRA and then you'd have the best of both worlds. Yeah, definitely some things to think about. I know taxes always play a part in almost every decision you make, it feels like, right? When it mm -hmm. comes to planning. Right. So no surprise that life insurance uh, does too. All right, what else should we be considering if we're thinking about life insurance? Uh, Tax-free income. So I, what I've called this in the past is a mega Roth strategy. So if you have high income and sizable uh, IRA balances, you'll eventually get caught up in a situation where it won't make sense to do a Roth conversion due to increased Medicare B&D premiums, you know, also could be pushing you into the next tax bracket. I've had this happen. So an option is to set up a life insurance policy to help pay the taxes from the IRA on death, just like I had just mentioned. In a couple of instances with clients, they wanted to pass on as much free tax-free wealth as possible. So this is a good option, but they also have tax-free income available in the policy if they need it during their retirement. It has to be structured properly. There's a unique situations that we've done too, where we've set up a tax-qualified insurance plan for clients when, and they weren't taxed on the funding coming from an IRA going to a pension plan. And after five years, you can pay the taxes from the policies cash valued and down the road, be able to access that policy's cash value tax-free as a retirement income source. Uh, one client that I'm thinking of will have between fifty dollars and $60,000 of tax-free income each year. Uh, the strategy you don't want to do on your own, this does require an experienced life insurance professional, however. Well, this is also a policy that would be keeping up with the market returns as well, Barb, right? Very true. Yes. Yeah. It's tied to the market. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that gives that person some equity uh, share of the, of, the, uh, of the market. 
Yeah. Tied to an index would be a index uh, life insurance policy is a way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the last one, Ben, that I want to cover here uh, doesn't deal with people that have uh, large farms that they have to pass along to their kids and uh, equalize, as we talked about. doesn't have anything to do with federal estate taxes or state taxes, but here's what really has to be addressed. It's the long-term care issue, that question. And this is a topic that Barb and I have addressed on several podcasts, and it really bears repeating. According to the Administration for Community Living, hey, that's another department that we've heard about, right? Administration for Community Living. Another what is one. it? Yeah, they can always think of, you know, sub, sub, sub type departments. It's a branch of the Department of Health and Human Services. They found out that someone turning age 65 today has almost a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care service in their remaining years. Can you imagine that 70%? Yeah, yeah, people are living so much longer. Well, yeah, that's well, it's it's up a whopping 20% from just a generation ago. The average stay for a woman in a nursing home needing home health or either needing home health care in this in this case would be nursing home care is 3.7 years. And for a man, it's 2.2 years. So it's up significantly as well. The facts are the facts. We can't debate the facts. And according to Genworth's cost of care survey, a private room will cost $290 a day on the average, over $105,000 a year. Yeah, right now. Right now. So mm-hmm. how are these costs going to be met? Well, there's four different options available. You can certainly pay privately until your money is depleted. Just go ahead and pay out of your checkbook, out of your investments. And then when all the money is gone, you can go on what they call the government welfare program known as Medicaid. Uh, you may or may not have uh, choices available for you at that point, but it's possible as long as the money holds out, right? At the government level. The second thing you can do is you can purchase a traditional long-term care insurance plan, but it's very expensive, difficult to qualify for, and it will increase in, in premium anywhere from 10 to 40% during the first 10 years, which we have found yeah. out. Our clients found out mm-hmm. about this uh, as recently as uh, three months ago. It, it went up, uh, well, I guess anywhere from 20 to 40% over the next three years. Or here's the other option. Funds can be transferred from a savings account or an investment account to either a long-term care annuity or a long-term care life insurance policy. The advantages of this program is that it is not a use it or lose it arrangement. And here's what I mean by that. With a traditional long-term care policy, you get back no premiums if you don't use the benefit, right? right. You pay these premiums in, that premium's gone. However, with a traditional, with the uh, with the life insurance or annuity long-term care plan, the proceeds are always returned to the insured Three, one of three ways, through either a cash savings if they decide to cash out or through long-term care benefits or as a death benefit. So it is truly not a use it or lose it plan. They'll get the money back one way or another. It's one of the most efficient ways to fund long-term care if you need it, but to get back money if you don't need it. Absolutely. It continues to grow. The account, the account value grows, so the, the uh, benefits continue to grow. Um, what I like about that too, Phil, is you can use an IRA account and fund that for over a period of yes. several years if, um, if, if uh, that's what the clients have. But you know, there's a number of ways to provide tax-free wealth with insurance, and you can be creative with how you structure it. But with these strategies that Phil and I talked about, you want to work with a qualified life insurance person. Give us a call or reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com, and you can schedule a 15-minute phone call right there. Our calendars are set up for you to do that. Well, you know, the interesting thing about this, Barb, is the fact that we have a track record now over 20 years of using these products 
for our clients, and uh, they do work efficiently. They they are very very uh, economical to use. There is a multi multiplication of the amount of money they put in. So all these mm-hmm. claims have been paid, and it's a very very effective way to do it. Yeah, these are a rated insurance company. It's been around, I say, as old as dirt. So they're, they're, <laughs> yep. they know what they're doing in this area. Absolutely. <laughs> They've been doing it for a long time, no question. Well, if you have any uh, thoughts or concerns or questions about life insurance or maybe how it fits in your into your strategy for financial planning, again, you can schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil just using the website, pathfinderchat.com. You'll be able to pull up a calendar, pick a time that you that works for you, and you can start that process with them. I know life insurance may not be for everyone, but you both provide a lot of good reasons why someone should consider utilizing this product. Uh, before we get out of here today, I want to encourage first everyone to subscribe to the show. But I know we got a special guest coming up. If y'all want to give a quick little preview about who we have on our next episode. The, yes, we have a reverse mortgage specialist coming. So we had did a podcast on reverse mortgages and uh, briefly talked on that. But we're going to have a special guest. He's an expert in his field, and he has been doing this for many, many years. He's one of our strategic partners. So you're going to want to hear about the ins and the outs, You know the history of reverse mortgages, and why it may make sense for you to uh, to take out one. Yeah, that was one of our questions that we had on our last episode of, of housing, common housing questions. So if you do have housing questions, you want to go back and check that episode out. But it should be a lot of fun to really dive into reverse mortgages and, uh, and, and kind of get a better idea of how they work and how they might be applied to your finances. So something to think about and something to, to subscribe to. So hit that subscribe button, please, on the show. And uh, we'll have that coming up on our next episode, but and plenty more down the road to come as well. All right, let's close it out on that note. Again, we'll be looking out for more info on Secure Act 2.0 as it comes out. Phil, so thanks for that. And Barbara, mm-hmm. thank you for your information today. Look forward to talking to you both soon. Yep, thanks. See you next time. See you, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.